Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bada bing, welcome to the NFL Trend Zone, the divisional round edition. We're going to talk about all four division divisional games I will maintain forever unless they change it. This is the best weekend of football because you have two straight days of football games with the best teams left, and it slightly supersedes next week because there's only two games. But we're going to go through all the divisional round matchups game by game with the panel of uh, Wes Johnson, Jason Bowen, Cody Spears, Yannick Eckhart, and me. I'm Dustin Baker. That's the NFL Trend Zone itinerary for tonight. Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting. This season, everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues at events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. And use this promo code BLEAV, believe, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Trend Zone is here for divisional round of the postseason. And what I say every time at this time of the year is it's my favorite sports weekend because it is four solid games and it's wall to wall football on Saturday and Sunday. Now, the following weekend, conference championship weekend is just as awesome, but there are only two games. Um, but the fact that there's four. Genuinely excites me. I'm thoroughly disappointed and peeved that the Vikings won't be a part of it. Um, But that is kind of how life goes as a Vikings fan. So we're going to jump right in. We'll start with the AFC. Cody, welcome back, sir. Bills, Bengals, you got plenty of time. Hit us with it. Oh, uh, it's great being back. But uh, Bills, Bengals, I mean, this Bills team feels like a team of destiny. And that's going to be the biggest challenge for these Bengals. Uh, but at the same time, Joe Burrow has already shown that he could take down these top AFC quarterbacks. He absolutely deserves to be in the conversation. Um, I do think that the Bengals defense is kind of underrated out of the remaining teams here. And the Bills' biggest problem is turnovers. And so this sets up um, with Joe Burrow being great in primetime and great in the playoffs. It sets up their defense to be the underrated hero. Um, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not too – everybody wants to pick the Bills, but uh, I'd be a little bit concerned about the Bengals here. Uh, I'm I'm actually going to take the Bengals here to beat the Bills. You're not concerned about their offensive line at all? Uh, no, I think that um, Josh Allen has just been too careless with the football lately. Um, some of these other teams that aren't as clutch – might not be able to pull out um, a win against the Bills, but the Bengals, they were they were that much – they were just that close last year. So I think that next week um, we'll be seeing a Bengals-Chiefs rematch. And, you know, Joe Burrow 3-0 against Mahomes, that's going to be one to watch for sure. If the Bills do lose, my friend, um, we're going to have a teensy-tiny conversation about – them just not getting it done you know oh yeah for sure that's that would be on the horizon i mean not that 
they're frauds or anything, but it'd be just a little weird that everybody three straight years now and all hype. And then two years in a row, they can't even get to the AFC championship. It would be quite odd for yeah, just, almost uh, a self-receptive jugg- juggernaut like them. Yep. Uh, Josh Allen in the 22, 2022 regular season of playoffs, he has 30 total giveaways, which is second most in the NFL. This is something about him. I mean, everybody's quick to anoint him the second best quarterback in the league. Maybe on potential, but as far as this year, yeah, for sure. Or maybe not this year, but last year, yeah, for sure. Josh Allen was playing on another level, but I think this year he's just getting a, a little bit more credit than maybe he deserves, even though he's still fantastic. Yeah, he gets the far of treatment for turnovers. There's no doubt about it whatsoever. And uh, I, I think like uh, in terms of Patrick Mahomes and him, it's they're not even in tears. I think just Patrick Mahomes sits in this tier all by himself and desperately people want to put a, they want to make it Brady and Manning again. And I, I don't think they're mm-hmm. quite, I just think Mahomes is so far leaps and uh, bounds ahead, at least for now, maybe it'll prove me wrong in the next two weeks. Jason yeah. Bill's Bengals, sir. Well, you know, I was thinking about this and before we get into this <laughs> game, I was just thinking about the way that the playoff structure is now with only having the one team with the buy. And I got really confused thinking to myself over the weekend. I was like, how is this, how does this work? And it's pretty quite simple. Obviously there's just all wild card games now pretty much. Right. I mean, that's all it is the first week. Yeah. Yep. Every, every, and that's basically every team, but two. Yeah, yeah, the for the top seeds both get buys. That was a sacrifice when you put seven teams per conference in. Is that there was no yeah. more uh, two seed getting a buy? No, and I think that that's I think that that's incredible. But no, this year's uh, Bengals team is. I got to remember this along kind of what we discussed with the Jags last week. That the first quarter of football is irrelevant, pretty much. <laughs> they started. Well, they started. Two and three, they lost their first two games Mm -hmm. for the first quarter of the season. Their offense was in the bottom five, Mm -hmm. which, to be honest, as a Denver Broncos fan, looking at that gave me some sort of weird comfort. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, the Bengals are on a on a tear. I I, I think that they could very easily. I'm going to echo Cody. I had the bills in the Super Bowl. I think the Bengals can come in here and and uh, and and knock them off. Easy, if you want to call it, knock them off. I think they're evenly matched. Uh, I do think that their offense is a little bit superior to the Bills, even. And and, and again, I got you know I love I love those white uniforms. Hopefully, they can wear those in the in the playoffs <laughs> here one of these years. But uh, and 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 it makes me obviously Joe Burrow's a stud. I love him. I've loved him ever since LSU. And the receiving core, I can't get enough of. And Mixon is, he just continues to impress year after year. Uh, is it the, that they're so talented on offense or is their coach? Obviously, their coach is good, mm-hmm. but is he, is he this good? Man, Ooh, I know he comes from the uh, McVeigh tree, but wow. I mean, they're, they're, they're a force to rec- be reckoned with no matter how they start. It's all, I mean, they're right there again. I mean, they could be back in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, I give them credit. They do, they do face a lot of offensive line injuries since Zach Taylor's went over there. But like from my fantasy football perspective, all of their backups usually perform pretty well whenever they're given a chance, which to me shows good coaching. Yeah. That's Maja P. Ryan. And then 
they had a couple backup tight ends this year go off. And then, of course, he always got receiver after receiver after receivers catching touchdowns in that offense. Um, so, I mean, I used to not like Zach Taylor. I, I remember last year I was thinking he might get fired, and then they ended up going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, Cody, when you have an offensive-minded head coach, that we, it doesn't spell doomsday when you have a couple starters go out on the offensive line. When we used to see it with Zimmer and the Vikings, it was like, oh, hell. Uh, but now yeah. even even Kevin O'Connell, <laughs> when Brian O'Neill went down, Ole Udo did just fine. Uh, took a week for Chris Reed to get growing at center. So I think when you have that offensive mind uh, nurturing the offensive line in the face of injuries, it's not quite like we're, <laughs> we're used to oh, doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Vikings had their depth stepped up a lot this year, too. Yeah, yeah, and usually when you hear about that on the Vikings, and you're like, "Oh God, here we go!" But yeah. it was really, an, it was really a nothing burger. <laughs> That'll cripple a team if you're, yeah, if you're being coached by like a Zimmer or a Fangio or somebody like that. Yeah, they just don't. Or, like or they don't give a shit. It seems like they they're like the one people in the planet. They're like, "No, we'll be fine," and then they're not. And it's like you know, you got to get that fixed, there, gentlemen, to to have a chance. And no, so uh, yeah, I think you turn the page and you get an offensive minded head coach. That's one of the perks of it. And it came through with the Vikings. Yannick, the let's see, Bengals five and yeah, a half from point my, underdogs. Real quick to pick just to say something about what you just said from a from a like an, an outsider looking at that, I would have never guessed <laughs> that there was an offensive line hurt, lineman hurt, starting off old lineman. It all still looks the same. Because he all, made all the pro. comment about their offensive line. Yeah, it was uh, Brian O'Neill. He's he or not all pro pro bowler last year, and it's like the best player in our team since Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> Didn't yeah. miss a beat. No, it was fine. It was like, oh, we got Ole Udo, who was a terrible guard last year, yeah. but he went back to his roots at tackle and was just fine. It was like, well, he's gonna go start somewhere. We're losing him. So, all right, Yannick, uh, the Bengals are five and a half point underdogs. What say you against the Bills? Um, I'm excited for the game. Was excited a few weeks ago before the unfortunate Demar Hamlin accident. Um, should be a fun game. Bengals have won nine straight and the Bills eight straight games. So both are probably the hardest teams in football. Both teams have excellent quarterback play, excellent offense, offensive units, excellent defenses. Um, I give the nod to Josh Allen, who has shown to be unbelievable in the playoffs. 12 touchdowns in his last three postseason games. Um, last year, the, Chief, the defense blew the game against the Chiefs and that 13 seconds at the end. Um, I think this year they, they will beat the Bengals at least and then get a rematch against the Chiefs. Um, I think the Bengals offensive line will be a huge problem. Um, Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins, both offensive tackles, are out. And I think at some point it's just too much to overcome, especially against a good defense. So I got the Bulls in this one. Wes, great points. Wes, your preseason prediction, I believe, involved the Bills. I'd like to point out the last team they lost to was the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Wes, what do you got? Bengals, Bills. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of what uh, Janik just mentioned. Uh, the off- offensive line injuries uh, that Cincinnati's sustained, I, I think, will ultimately catch up to them in this game. Uh, Buffalo's got a legitimate defense, one that's 
you know, deep, uh, one that's added players back from uh, injured reserve uh, over the uh, later part of the season. Um, I think that they will be able to do enough to uh, beat Cincinnati. Uh, For what it's worth, I thought that Cincinnati was on their way to beat them at home uh, before uh, DeMar Hamlin went down. Uh, last week, I mentioned that I thought DeMar would be at the game. Um, initially, he, it was set up that he would be at the game. And then uh, shortly before kickoff, he did tweet that um, he was unable to make it at that time. Um, I think they'll probably have them have him there this time. Um, I don't know if he'll actually grace the field or uh, maybe they'll have him in a a luxury box, um, you know, waving at the crowd or whatever. But I, I think if he makes an appearance, that'll help give the crowd and the team an extra boost that um, will ultimately help them overcome everything. So I, I've i got the bills in this one. I don't know if they cover the five and a half points. I, I think it'll be a close game, uh, probably come down to the last moment. Um, and then who knows, we might even see the, uh, the bills playoff rule that went into effect, which is the overtime rule where both teams, uh, get a chance on offense to have the ball. So it'd be a little poetic if they get pinched by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for that now, now about that, uh, I think it was one of the commentators, uh, over this past weekend, they said, now, if uh, it goes to overtime, does the kicking team try an onside kick? Because you're already guaranteed the ball back. Uh, so there's just new like wrinkles oh, wow. that you have to That's think about. That's Belichickian shit. Coach. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that Belichick would try and Vrabel would steal it a couple of weeks, a couple of years exactly. later. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. No, that's awesome. I hadn't even thought about that. No, Belichick somebody... did that in overtime before there was a rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets manning. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you say, yeah, I'm with you, Wes. I think the Bills will win close. I don't really have a good reason for it. I think it's the most exciting game on the docket. Um, but yeah, I'd say Bills by uh, three or seven just because I think they're a little more full strength. They're at home. And perhaps if this was in Cincinnati, um, I'd change my tune. But no, I, I think we're destined for Chiefs Bills, what everybody wants to see besides the state of Ohio for the AFC championship. All right. Next in the AFC, Cody, uh, your Yaguars. At the Chiefs, and let's see, what was the point spread there? That was Chiefs by eight and a half against the Jaguars, who scored the third best comeback in NFL history, I think it was, or in playoff history. I can't remember which one. Playoff history? Um, in any event, do the Jaguars stand any uh, any chance against the Chiefs? Man, you know, I really want to say I believe the, Chief, or the Jaguars have a chance. <laughs> But I do not, not, not this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is definitely a quarterback who can be talked about uh, in the same like as Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. I believe even, even right now, even though it's early in his ascension, I think give it another half season next year, and we're he's he's going to be of the same ilk for sure. Um, 
But I mean, this this Chiefs team is rolling right now. Pat Mahomes, he he's been you know not elite Pat Mahomes level here and there. Um, when whenever he's been pressured, but I mean, you're just nitpicking here. His his the way he's been playing the past half season. Most most quarterbacks in the league wish they could play like that. Um, the Jaguars, the the key for them is going to be their third down defense. Uh, if they can get some stops and get Kansas City off the field, um, it's really going to come down to them. If, if they've struggled in the slot, uh, so you're going to have Kelsey eating over the middle and Mahomes pretty much utilizing any matchup regardless. But um, definitely they they were killed by the slot and so i i expect uh kelsey to go off i expect the chiefs to win this one by multiple scores um the jaguars were lucky to get a win last week and i'm super happy for them and their future is bright but they're they're about to run into a buzzsaw right here in kansas city kansas city's gonna use this as a warm-up game for next week because they know that they're gonna have a big game no matter who wins that one Jason, this has all of the the makings of an ass beating. There's uh, no doubt about that. But I will caution you that last year at this exact time, the Chiefs were favored by seven over the Bengals, who nobody thought had the gumption to get anywhere. They also had a quarterback that most people thought was pretty darn good. uh, But the Burrow legacy hadn't been quite established yet. Do you see any parallels between the Jaguars and Bengals? I, I, man, I, 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 I'm pretty, I'm pretty baffled right now that we're talking about the Jaguars. I mean, just in and of itself, the way that we've talked about them being up and then being back to the regular Jaguars. And then now they're on like what an eight game heater. They haven't lost in a while. Have they? I think six straight six. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, I would love nothing more than for the Jags to beat the Chiefs. Uh, You know what? I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I called the Bills in a just dominating fashion last week, and that proved (laughs) did not even come close to happening. It looked like it was going to start that way with 14 nothing. But man, I mean, why not? Let's go. Let's pick. Let's pick the Jags here. By by three in a close one, and I'm gonna see uh, the Jags are gonna knock out both AFC West teams in this in this year's playoffs. Yannick, I think you're tripping. I think the Bengals have won nine. Are we talking Jaguars. about? Oh, the Jaguars. I'm Jags. sorry. I'm tripping. Yeah, the Jags. I'm tripping. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he. he <laughs> the, talked- I mean, albeit the Jags, you know, they didn't. They haven't like beat anybody of any real, real significance. But you know what? Hey, th- this is the NFL. There's not a whole lot of differences between the best and the worst teams when it actually comes down to it. On any given Sunday, it can happen. Um, I. I mean, I. I don't see why it can't happen. I mean, let let's let's just pick that. I would, and I would love nothing more. I would really <laughs> love nothing more than to see that happen. All right, he talked. But then, then what? Then, then if that does happen, which it won't, but if it does, they will be losing to whoever they face yeah. next week. That's where you'll talk yourself into that one too. I think at this time <laughs> next week, yeah, you know, it'll be off the cuff. Uh, all right, so excuse me, Yannick, you were correct. Um, the Jaguars. Let's see, they have beat in the last. 
six weeks, the Titans, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Texans, the Titans, and the Chargers, do they stand a chance against uh, boy wonder Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> no. no chance. Uh, I think <laughs> no they chance. Will, I think they will just get blown out. But it's, they have won six straight, but they had to overcome some deficits. And if you, if you have a deficit against the Chiefs, it will just get blown out. It's what the Chiefs do, and that's what Mahomes does. Um, I think you were right when you said it's just he's so much better than any other quarterback. Um, media is, is trying to to find the second guy, and to and they they try Burrow, Herbert, Allen, now even Lawrence. They they want a guy who's just they can say he's better, but no, they they are just not. Um, yeah, I think. Chiefs are first in, in points scored in yards and offensive yards. Jacksonville's defense is opportunistic. They get turnovers, but I don't think they extend a chance against Holmes and Kelsey and that, that offense. And I know exactly why they do it to try to just push Mahomes, uh, Allen in the category. Um, that's kind of what drew Jason into liking Tom Brady. 10, 15 years ago is, yeah, during the regular season, Brady and Manning were comps. They were just the, pretty much the same. But once you got into the postseason, it separated the men from the boys. <laughs> and it was emphatic year after year that Brady was the superior product. And But nevertheless, we had those debates for, what, eight years straight? And even you could win Super Bowl after Super Bowl, and you'd still hear, oh, is it Brady or is it Manning? And it's like, well, I, what are we missing here? Uh, but people I, to this day still <laughs> claim that Manning is better. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I no, know. I mean, maybe like the like the sheer mechanics or the technique is more polished. And yeah, I'll give them that or more, more, more loud at the huddle and the audibles. But yeah, I, I'll it's it's like blasphemous to look at the. Yeah, I think when the playoffs would start. That's when Brady's head would get clear mm-hmm. and Peyton Manning started to overthink himself into fucking losing. <laughs> I think that was the biggest problem. Yeah, his intelligence. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's what we want. That's why we try to find this one uh, A or one B to Mahomes is one. It was almost like when I was a kid in basketball when the Bulls were playing the Jazz. It was always the mailman versus Jordan, and it's like, well, mailman, he's good. Malone is fine, <laughs> but he's not Jordan. This you guys are really trying too hard. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. Yeah. Wes, is this a rollover? Um, yeah, this is a, a class situation and. Kansas City's in like a two or three level higher class than this Jaguars team is currently. Uh, the Jaguars have been a, a good story uh, this year, and I think their future is bright. But they they don't have the seasoning, they don't have the experience uh, to be able to compete with the class of team that Kansas City is. Um, and not many teams do for, for what that's worth, but I I do believe, uh, Jacksonville is on the right track. They have a lot of young players. This will, you know, be good for their experience. They, they made a historic comeback last week. Uh, they did so at home. I, I don't think that, um, another comeback is in the cards for them this week though. 
And when you talk about Peterson, uh, tip of the cap to him, Kevin O'Connell and Brian and Dable for taking teams that were either mired in mediocrity or the doldrums and like within a year, just flipping them around, taking them to the postseason, giving everybody rejuvenated feel, especially Dable, who has a playoff uh, win under his belt now. And I'll stay with you, Wes, on Cowboys and Giants, Dable's Giants, or uh, excuse me, uh, Eagles and Giants. In Eagles that same Giants, vein, yeah. do the Giants have a chance against the Eagles in this rivalry game, division rivalry game? I think so. Um, the first matchup of the season, they got blown out by Philly. Um, if I recall correctly, that was, and that was at home. And then they went to Philly in week 18. And they kept it close, only lost uh, 22 to 16. Um and there's something about playing divisional foes uh, three times in a season. Um, if you look last year, the the Rams, who historically lose to San Francisco, um, at least in the McVay-Shanahan era, um, they overcame that third game and were able to uh, beat and surpass the 49ers. Uh, so they definitely have a shot uh, for what it's worth. I, I know a lot of you guys on the show know me for kind of hitting my predictions. And uh, I picked Minnesota last week, but in my gut, I was like, I, <laughs> I think homer. New York is going to win this game. But I, I knew that if I said that, Dustin would never forgive me mm-hmm. <laughs> with the result. So mm-hmm. I, I kept that one to myself. But I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I hate myself sometimes. I should have just bet on uh, the Giants to win. That that might have changed yeah. the story because <laughs> jinx myself on it. Um, but yeah, I the Giants are on a roll. They their defense is youthful, but they do have experience as well. Um, Dayball seems to be getting the most out of Daniel Jones and. Saquon is Saquon. Uh, Philly has looked susceptible. Uh, their story is they get out to a, a big lead and then uh, usually falter through uh, second and third quarter and then do enough to hang on to it in the fourth quarter unless they just ultimately blow out the team early on. But uh, this one should be interesting. It, it's later in the day and somebody on Twitter had posted, uh, you're really gonna, uh, have the, the Philly fans drinking all day and in, in the parking lot, like it's some kind of challenge, uh, just to show up to the game and be raucous. Uh, <laughs> I, ultimately I think Philly has enough talent to, to win this one, but it, I think it'll be a close game. Cody, I like the Eagles to win by 7-14. to 14. Uh, I think the Giants will keep it interesting, but they're also not playing the Vikings defense that mysteriously just couldn't uh, prevent anything. I don't know why it chose the grandest stage for their season to flop and not force any turnovers, but that's neither here nor there. Do you like the Giants' chances at all? Oh, definitely not. I think the Jaguars and the Giants are competing to not be the biggest losers this weekend. Uh, but with that being said... Um, any given Sunday in the league, of course, we're going to pick both of the teams with the least amount of chance to win the Super Bowl. 
to lose this weekend. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting if this doesn't go according to plan. Um, I, of course, think it would be way more fun if the Jaguars beat the Chiefs. Um, also, how much would it suck to have a Jaguars Giants Super Bowl? How weird would that be? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> but uh, no, the Giants, their their defense, it's toast. Um, for as bad as us Vikings fans uh, here think our defense is, the Giants are just, just as bad, um, particularly against the rushing game. I think that the Eagles could really, really let it hang loose here. We could see at least four rushing touchdowns in this game. Um, they they love to have they they love to rush the ball, especially in the red zone. Jalen Hurts has last time I checked like thirteen rushing touchdowns. It's insane. But um, yeah, the the Giants' defense they they were able to kind of make Philly sweat uh, twice earlier this season. One was with, or not sweat, but they were able to make Jalen Hurts not look like an MVP twice. Uh, that's just with different looks in the later game. And uh, that's that's their only hope at this. And that's you're also counting on Daniel Jones and that offense to perform uh, amazing against a very stout and loaded Eagles defense uh, just the other day, I was reminded that Ndamukong Sue plays on this team. I I've, I have would have no clue. This guy's just depth. Um, our old defensive tackle plays for them, too. Linval. Mm-hmm. Yep, Linval Joseph. I mean, this Eagles team, they're absolutely loaded. Um, it'd be really cool to see a 49ers-Eagles matchup next because talk about a heavyweight matchup right there. But I, I don't think the Giants stand a chance. I, I might not even watch this game. <laughs> Jason, are you going to talk yourself into the jant? No, of course not. I mean, seriously, though, and obviously the Jags have no chance at the Chiefs either. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Not only did these teams get the the, the number one uh, the number one seed the first round by, but technically they almost got like two. I mean, these games that uh, like the first one that we talked about and soon to be the last one we're going to talk about are like conference championship games type material and then you got these which i mean the the jags the jags and the chiefs and then the giants and the eagles on paper these two number one seeds should win by a combined 60 points i mean technically uh i i don't know that 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 will happen so i mean but seriously i mean these aren't even games really um you know the giants are certainly better than i think i i thought they were but what a disappointment it would be if the Eagles did lose this one though, but it is a divisional uh, opponent. It is a divisional game. Anything could certainly happen, Um, but no uh, Eagles for sure. All right. Unanimous on the Eagles. That brings us to, and I am with the chiefs too, but I, you know, I'm going to (laughs) pick against them anyway. Yeah, that'd be like, yeah, it'd be like us and the Packers if they were in the spot. <laughs> Out of spite, yeah. we'd pick the other team. And the other team Donna, probably who do, you, who do you got? Oh, did you already opine on this one or not yet? Not yet. Oh, my bad. No, did. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting in the same boat. It's, the Eagles are just too good. Um, and I don't like the matchup for the Giants. Their rushing defense is a disaster. They are worst in DVOA, in rushing DVOA. And third worst in EPA, um, gave up the most rushing yard or the fourth most rushing yards, I think. Um, 
that's that's not a good a good thing against the Eagles. Um, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. I think they will just run over them, and, and I don't think it's it's going to be a close game. Dexter Lawrence was a problem for the Vikings, but they have the Eagles have Jason Kelsey, and I think they will they will get they will handle Lawrence better than Vikings for sure. So I got the Eagles. All right, so my bad, unanimous across the board. Uh, this seems like the Eagles are the pick by the panel. Uh, Wes, the Cowboys and the 49ers are the final game for us to discuss tonight. I told the Onik yesterday that when I when I indeed think about football from my childhood, this is the game. These are the helmets that come out in my brain because that was the rivalry uh, between Steve Young and Troy Aikman when I was a kid. Uh, so in San Francisco, Wes, the 49ers, I think, are favored by how many was that? I think it's a four. Four. Yep. It's a four-point spread. What do the Cowboys got to do to win, and will they do it? I think they're going to have to create some turnovers, um, at least one. I, I don't know if they themselves will play turnover-free, so um, I, I think they would have to be equal, at least in the turnover battle. Um, and I, I think against a team like San Francisco, who, if I remember correctly, I think they ran off 11 straight so far. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they're going to have to be relatively mistake free. Um, this San Francisco team is humming. They seem to get production from wherever they want um come what is it sunday night we we could be saying that this was a uh Kyle Yuschek game like where did he come from <laughs> <laughs> and it it would be totally fine like he he could go off for you know five catches 50 yards and two touchdowns and people will be blowing their mind like what the fuck is this about <laughs> they have McCaffrey they have Debo they have Ayuk they have Kittle and then all of a sudden they're feeding their their fullback Kyle Shanahan's a genius like his play calling is definitely in the upper echelon of the league and I think that's a big part of um you know of their success and then the defense is lights out. Um, there was a stretch where uh, they hadn't allowed a second quarter touchdown. Uh, second half. Second half point. Or, yeah, second half. I'm sorry. Um, for uh, last, I I saw it was like five or six games, but um, yeah, the the defense is going to keep them in the game. Dallas's defense is also very very good uh this is kind of a toss-up for me but I'll, I'll give the edge to the home field yeah yeah there are two cowboys teams um they're the ones that blew the doors off the colts remember they put up 54 they blew the doors off the vikings looked pretty damn good on monday night uh there's also the team in week 18 that played its starters looked like poop against commanders and four months ago you might remember the opening game of the season they just look like utter shit against the Buccaneers. 
And that was, you know, way back when. Um, but you, you don't know which one's going to show up. Do you think that the good or the bad version of the Cowboys is coming to Santa Clara? So I always put the Cowboys in a tier with the Eagles and the 49ers. So I'm not that surprised that they are where they are, they, that they beat the Buccaneers and Brady. Um, I think the good team will show up, but I don't think it's going to be enough to to beat the 49ers. Um, 49ers allow 77 rushing yards per game, and that's a huge problem for the Cowboys. Uh, Dak is, is throwing a lot of interceptions this year, and if he if he has to throw, especially on third down against this elite defense, I think 49ers will be a problem for him. Um, yeah, we, and then it comes down to Brock Purdy. Can he continue to run the offense at an effective level? Um, he missed a few throws early against the Seahawks, and then he was just locked in, hit everyone, um, wide open guys everywhere in Shanahan's system. So I think the 49ers will win, but I think it's going to be a close one. Jason, what makes me a little nervous about the panel here is last year, three out of the four road teams won. And it seems like we're kind of picking home teams in unison. But with that said, Jason, 49ers or Cowboys? Well, I mean, that really that really boils down to whatever team on Sanders is on. If you guys remember back <laughs> in the early 90s, man, I'm telling you something. And. You know, since we're talking about this rivalry, the one person who's the closest to Tom Brady and rings, Charles Haley, won him <laughs> with both of those squads. <laughs> He's got five, too, just for uh, all you history buffs out there. <laughs> uh, I think it's going to be a great history. Uh, you know, but I mean, seriously, though, you're right, Dustin. This This game takes me back to the early 90s. Uh, instantaneously and i just i remember it vividly because for the longest time well six six years until the packers squeaked in there they were it was either one of the two one of the two was going to get to the super bowl Mm -hmm. um i i i don't see the cowboys have a great offense but i don't know what they're going to be able to do against this defense of the 49ers um you could talk ad nauseum about how well Shanahan's done with with Brock Purdy. I think this is a dream scenario for Kyle Shanahan. I I think he loves this kid who has never really been properly coached. He's so raw, and he could just listen and do whatever Kyle Kyle Shanahan tells him to do, and <laughs> everything he says works. It's just it's it's really a sight to behold. Um, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a really close game, close good game at that. It's either going to be that or the Niners are going to blow them out mm-hmm. because I think, well, no, I can't say that because the Cowboys have a staunch defense too. Um, boy, I, this is going to be an incredible game. I can't even pick it. I I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you know, I, I was really impressed with the way they played uh, Monday night. Uh, against the Bucks. Now, I'll be at the Bucks, and I know uh, Yannick didn't give him, uh, the Bucks a chance in hell, and uh, he was right. Obviously, that was awful performance by that team, uh, mainly Brady. But uh, I was really impressed with the, how good the Cowboys looked. I was uncertain because when they get to the playoffs, they kind of, you know, they cowboy. But 
with that performance, I, I, I mean, I'm really excited to see this game. I, I don't know who's going to win. I'm not going to pick either because I can't. Cody, I misspoke. You picked the Bengals, so we haven't done the entire home team thing. Um, but it, it's been – we haven't had all four home teams win the divisional round since 2018. And that year, the following weekend, both road teams won the conference championships. So it seems like uh, when we do our prediction segment, many of us and probably the world get trapped in home field advantage bias. So we'll probably have to pay the piper soon, whether it's this weekend <laughs> or both road teams next weekend. Something to consider because – the upsets or the road team usually win. With all that said, you're going to take us off air with 49ers hosting the Cowboys. Man, the 49ers are about to whoop this Cowboys team. <laughs> I think this is also going to be a boring game. Uh, uh, I mean, long story short, for me, it comes down to the coaching. I think that Kyle Shanahan can, Kyle Shanahan can absolutely outscheme Dan Quinn. Uh, who I think is great, but I, I think Kyle Shanahan, both coaches in San Francisco are on a roll right now. Both of them are kind of ascending in their own right. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's been taking that next step. He doesn't care what quarterback you give him. His offense is so great and vibing so well right now. He gonna He's going to put literally Mr. Relevant in there and make it work. And this guy is no average smoke he's leading or tied for almost every stat or every important stat for a quarterback since getting that role i think that the 49ers are going to go to the super bowl and then we're going to have a chiefs rematch with them ask me then on what i think of that but i think this cowboys team they they've been facing some injury on the back end they lost their cornerback uh anthony brown in early december since then besides this last week they their defense really hasn't been the same and they weren't the same Cowboys red hot Cowboys they were a few weeks before that in November I think that they beat up on a bad Tampa Bay team uh we were all or I listened to y'all last week um talk about how bad that team was and how they really just didn't deserve to be there I think they beat up on a bad Tampa Bay team and they're they're this is another buzzsaw game I think they're gonna go right in the uh into San Fran and get whacked uh, you got george kittle and trent williams both defending micah parsons um they're playing just they're playing jags in the dallas secondary right now um with guys like deron bland uh, instead of um their normal guys back there their normal playmakers and then like y'all mentioned dak prescott this guy has a career high 15 interceptions in just 12 games. I believe that was like near the top of the league. I think that as soon as it comes time to convert some of those important downs, we're going to see a very opportunistic 49ers defense take the ball away. And this this play, uh, postseason run by both sides of that San Francisco team is is so legendary. And D'Amico Ryans is going to be an excellent head coach hire because of it. Yeah, we get to interview him now. Hey, let's not let's not uh, shy away from giving Brian Greasy a little bit of credit over there in San Francisco. Quarterback coach coming out of the booth to oh, uh, yeah. to assist Kyle Shanahan. He could be the reason, you know. Yeah, and it'd be Brian fun Greasy. if it, it'd be fun if Brock Purdy went to the Super Bowl. Uh, a lot of people think that Trey Lance might be on his way out. I think that especially after this season, there's nothing Kyle Shanahan wants more than a backup quarterback that has a Super Bowl appearance in his belt. I mean, that that sounds great. I still think he's in a role with Trey Lance. I think 
I stick by what I was saying this summer about Trey Lance, <laughs> that he has MVP style play in him. Someone's going to get it. And I definitely think it's going to be college hand next year, but uh, I do want Brock Purdy to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, how can you not root for that guy? And that team is so loaded. It's insane. Debo Samuel came back last week and just, it just took the offense to another level that already shouldn't have been there to start with. Christian McCaffrey broke the NFL with this trade. It also kind of felt like gravy that Debo was coming back. Not a salvation. It kind of felt like, oh, fucking A, he's back, huh? Yeah. Yes. He's like, oh, yeah. man, they're super boned. Like, even without Debo, this offense is on another level than yeah. anybody outside of maybe the Chiefs. And then you had Debo and CMC in there. I don't care who the quarterback is. One of y'all could be the quarterback and they would still be in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. You know what struck me um, here in the very final segment is out of all eight of these teams, I think was it over half of them that we talked about this big ass winning streak to finish the season? That's like nuts. we had to, we asked Yannick like five times, like was it Bengals, Jags, Chiefs have won five, 10 of 11, 49ers. And is there one more bills bills? So yeah, I think it's over half the field is on a five game or more win streak. And I, I mean, you might look at it and be like, well, of course they're playing hot, but it just seems weird that, you know, we always talk about getting hot in December. Well, shit, maybe it's getting hot around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, and not to mention for the most part, relatively healthy too. I mean, I know we talked about uh, the linemen over there in Cincinnati, but you know, for the most part, anybody that you'd want on the field for playmakers are going to be out on the field. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the point about Debo coming back and just being kind of a ornament or at least the feeling of him back is like, cool. We'll get him back, and <laughs> it should be total like embrace and salvation. But it was like, oh yeah, we could we could probably use him if he's back healthy. <laughs> yeah. with, with the with the last pick in the draft, is the <laughs> I'm sure we could get him some touches. Yeah, it's so, it's so. <laughs> I was telling Yannick on the way back from the Vikings playoff loss that I'm so bitter that the 49ers can just draft a dude with the last pick in the draft, and they're like, oh yeah, I'll take a flyer on that guy, and yeah, he'll lead us to a Super Bowl. When, uh, you know, the Vikings, if they're going to start plotting an afterlife, you know, Kirk Cousins is going to be 35. We'd have to feel like the luckiest sons of bitches in the world to hit on the first round. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah. And they're the 49ers are going to have this big problem in about a month. Like, well, who are they going to keep? Lance, Garoppolo, yeah. they can't keep them all. And it's going to feel like just embarrassment of riches. And I don't know if that's Shanahan or Lynch or both. Yeah. And what's crazy is you got Trey Lance with his mobility would add even another layer to that offense. And that's one of the reasons why I think that they're definitely going to keep him and start him because they're going to see what Brock Purdy has done for this team. And you, they're going to fully believe they can do that with Trey Lance, but even more, which is, it's nuts. I mean, it's cool to see someone truly be able to go out and play with the Chiefs uh, over the next 10 years. The rest of us are just hoping for a chance, but it looks like <laughs> the 49ers and the Chiefs, I mean, technically, they already have history, but it looks like mm-hmm. they'll be creating some for a while because those teams are nuts right now. Everybody's just hoping to get on their level. All right, Yannick, this is, for now, your swan song on Trend Zone. You're heading back home, and it's difficult for Yannick to join us because it's the middle of the night uh, when he uh, is back home in Germany. But, sir, thank you for joining us for these four or five weeks. I hope you had a good time. Do you have any any Super Bowl prognostication or anything you want to leave us with? 
Um, I said before the season, the Chiefs will win over the 49ers. So I'm just sticking with that. Yeah, it feels pretty damn brilliant now. Yeah, yeah, it does. And Wes, you had Bills over who? Uh, I got to play the tape back. Yeah, I don't even remember. Bills I had over. 49ers over Chargers myself. Yeah, so close. Bills over <laughs> Vikings here. Yeah. I won't Maybe say mine out loud. 49ers. Who over the 49ers? Bills? Okay. Uh, Bills over 49ers, I think, right? And uh, mine was the Chiefs, and I just didn't name an NFC team. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that coach done went to Thailand before we even got to the yeah. Super Bowl. Uh-huh. One way trip. Yep. <laughs> hey, he's gonna he's be. Been... <laughs> well, he might be the Patriots' old coordinator. We shall see. All right, gentlemen, we'll be back uh, next Wednesday to talk about the conference championship. We'll have to roll out some extended takes because that's only two games. But by that time, we'll be sure we'll have storylines bonanza. All right, you guys have a good week. Good night, guys. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.